It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What did the Dallas Cowboys need to do on Sunday to upset the 49ers? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, divisional round of the playoffs. We've made it. How are you doing today, sir? I'm excited. You know, obviously we've got uh, about 48 hours for uh, a little over 48 hours for game time uh, and uh, pressure and, uh, you know, emotions are building uh, the, the, the monumentous feeling of the moment is, is really building, you know, all the history people start playing all these old Cowboys, Niner clips. Uh, it's it's really starting to to mount, and I'm 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 actually ready for this game to start now. At this point, I, I watched like the the extended cut of the the Cowboy 49er game from last year. Just got me fired up. Dallas played so poorly last year, and they still had a chance to win that game late. Uh, I'm I'm ready. Let's uh let's talk about this matchup, Lane. Let's start with the 49ers offense against the Cowboys defense because Brock Purdy has been the big story. How do you slow down Joe Montana 2.0? <laughs> Man, I saw the crossover and uh, some of the names that they've been throwing out for. I mean, for the thing drink. is, it's it's kind of not crazy when you look at the numbers that he's putting up and what this offense is doing, like comparing him to Kurt Warner and some of these. Joe other... Montana was the name that I heard them Well, mention. yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> I mean, we're getting a little out of control. We get a little bit out of control. How, do, um, how does Dallas realistically slow down Purdy? You know the same way that they've 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 attacked a lot of these other quarterbacks. You know I think he's a little bit more. Uh, you know he's still he's still a, a, a rookie quarterback. You know he's still a, a, an NFL quarterback. He's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not. You know I I, I did see a very funny uh, uh, meme that San Francisco Reddit folks had made where they had you know that 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 meme where they have a picture of the quarterback and they're like lamar jackson's legs and, and, this, yes. Holmes, and, and it just said brock purdy's mind brock purdy's arm <laughs> brock purdy's legs brock purdy's yes. le- yeah um you know look I, I think you hit him you confuse him with the looks you can't give him a bunch of time in the pocket which is going to be a problem because they have a very good offensive line I, I think that that's really been the key with him mostly right is that he plays behind a very good offensive line and he's had lots of time to throw the ball uh, he doesn't, you know, he isn't put into a situation where he's forced to kind of, uh, you know, th- make a lot of three and uh, third out, third and longs. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's always got an offense that manages to stay in front of the sticks a lot. So it's just like a lot of these other, uh, you know, sort of 
10,000 foot defensive game plans, right? You got to win on first and second down. That's the, that's yeah. line one. I think with, with, with the San Francisco offense, find a way to not take huge, huge. Well, I was gonna say huge losses, but that's confusing not to take huge chunks. Let, let them take huge chunks on first and second down, yeah. force them into third and uh, long situations. He's just, Purdy just hasn't been put into a ton of those situations. So, and I think that's obviously gets you in a situation where the Cowboys are able to do what they do best, which is attack the quarterback. I mean, that's obviously the key, right? If the Cowboys can slow down the first down runs and not give up huge completions on first and second down, they'll have a chance. I also think the longer a play goes on, the more it benefits Dallas. Because if they're playing in rhythm and he's making quick throws and guys are getting open, they're going to be hard to stop. But what we saw a little bit last week against Seattle is when Purdy was forced to hold onto the ball and start improvising – that's when things went awry a little bit. So if the Cowboys can just cover that for the initial two and a half seconds, make Purdy bail out of some pockets, he's athletic, but he's not really a runner, and he's not really one of these guys that's going to run away from your pass rushers. I think the Cowboys could have success there, and I think they could force him to throw the ball off his back heel and into double coverage, and that's how they're going to have to win. Yeah, I mean, I think he, you know, considering he's a rookie quarterback, he's better than definitely the average rookie quarterback that I've seen uh, playing off script. But he's still not, you know, going to win the game by himself in that manner. And and I do think that against the Cowboys, where they have a lot more speed uh, yes. at the pass rusher position than probably anyone he's faced so far this year, uh, I think that the opportunity to kind of break the pocket and kind of hang around until something comes open is definitely going to be a lot more dangerous against this Dallas defense. Uh, my question, another question for you is the Cowboys struggled so much stopping the 49ers run game last year. Do you think they're in a better position this year to contain this rushing game, even though now the 49ers have Christian McCaffrey compared to just Eli Mitchell, who they had last year? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the interesting thing, right, is that it feels like both teams have made improvements there. Obviously, McCaffrey has been a big addition to them. Yeah. Um, but I think the issue you know, last year was 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 getting off blocks and 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 just, you know, uh, you know, there was a lot of yards that were allowed per before contact with with some of the run game stuff. I think that the Cowboys have a much better uh, matchup here simply because they've got better defensive, much, much better defensive tackles than they had last year. Well, uh, specifically, a year older, right? Yeah. And, and, and then Hankins and, and, Hankins and just having those guys in the middle just kind of helps with a, what is not a fantastic interior offensive line for the, for the 49ers. So I, I am hopeful that, that you're going to get uh, uh, a, a lot better performance in the run game, especially, like I said, in those early first and second downs where it's really, really crucial to kind of keep them to limited gains in order to force them into long third downs. I also feel like Dallas just has more options, right? If something's yeah. not working, they can go to a, a big nickel look and have three safeties on the field. Or, you know, last year it was Leighton Van Der Esch, and that was really the only linebacker. Anthony Barr's has seen this offensive lot. He has his flaws or whatever, but you can keep him on the field and he can help the run game. You also have, if you want more of an athletic linebacker, you could play more Damone Clark. We should also mention last year, we love Randy Gregor. Uh, we both have been big fans of Randy Gregor. He did not play well in this game. Not only did he struggle to, to stop the run, he had three pretty big penalties. So, Maybe playing somebody more like Dorrance Armstrong or even Sam Williams, who gives you a little bit more power and athleticism, just makes a little bit of a difference to help you in the run game. 
the defensive line across the board is just deeper and and more talented than it was last year. I mean, I think you you had some. I mean, I, I, that may sound like blasphemy for for Randy Gregory fans, but you have to understand like. Dorrance Armstrong is a much better player than he was last year. It's, you know, you've got you've got Fowler, you've got Williams. You just have more bodies. Golston's playing much better. Yeah, Golston. And then I was just gonna say, inside you've got Golston playing much better. You've got Odigizua playing on a completely different level than he was playing last year. So I just think that there's more guys, uh, and and not only more guys to rotate in, but more guys to give you opportunity to give them different looks up front. You know, it doesn't have to be a four man front uh, all the time or with. Uh, yeah. uh, a three technique, a one technique, and a seven and a nine. It's it, it could be a you know a, a bear look early. It could be a uh, you know a three down lineman with with standing linebackers uh, at a certain point. So I think they're going to be able to offer more fronts to kind of counteract what San Francisco is doing uh, much better than they were able to last year. But let's be clear: the 49ers' offense is still really good, and they're going to hit oh, big yeah. plays. They're going to score. They'll probably have a couple, you know, sequences in this game where they score touchdowns on back-to-back drives. Like it's all just about getting enough stops to give your offense a chance. Because I do think the defense can do that. I think I won't be surprised at all if the Cowboys go like four or five straight drives without allowing points. But I also won't be surprised if the 49ers score on three straight drives. So it's just going to be one of those things. Can you get enough stops to win? We shall see. Uh, tackle, 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 Debo and Ayuk and Kittle are going to get open and they're going to catch passes. It's just make it a, a 15 yard gain rather than a 45 yard game. And that's what Seattle couldn't do last week. Debo Samuels averages his average depth of target. I looked it up last night is 4.5 yards. And, and, and this is a guy who is one of considered one of the best wide receivers in football. And that's because he takes that ball just under five yards of, of away from the line of scrimmage and then goes another 20 yards. So you have to find a way to bring yes. these guys to the ground. And if you do, rally. you're going to have good opportunities. Yeah. Rally to the football. Let's talk about the Cowboys offense and why they might be a better matchup against this 49ers defense than you think. But before we do that, we want to let you know that this podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. Uh, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experience to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools that go beyond resume data by using insights from your job posts, the company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates you can identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easy to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Landon, let's talk about the Cowboys offense, specifically Dak Prescott against this defense, because across the board, this is the best defense in the league. Number one against the run, number one against the pass. Um, they've, they've got an unbelievable pass rush. I looked at the numbers yesterday. Uh, the 49ers had 31 pressures against the Cowboys last year, and Nick Bosa left in the second quarter with a concussion. 31 pressures. How do the Cowboys score points in this game? I think they got to throw the football. I mean, despite what you just told me, despite what uh, you know, what we've we've heard, despite the fact that they, that, that these numbers are outrageous, you go back and watch the 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 49ers last two or three four weeks. Um, they they've they've allowed people to throw the football on them, especially the, the teams that have the capabilities to do it. I mean, I think if you look at their at their schedule, the last team that really had the kind of offensive weaponry that the Cowboys have was the Las Vegas Ra- Raiders, right? And you know, you know as well as what'd you say? You know a little, bit, a about little bit about them, yeah. Yeah, and 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 honestly, on based on your recommendation, I went back and watched that Vegas uh, uh, 49ers game and. Boy, howdy, does a lot of that look like what the Cowboys run. It was a lot of play-action bootleg to, to, to Waller. It was a lot of mm-hmm. uh, uh, draws up the middle when they, when they out of shotgun because they'd mm-hmm. thrown the ball so well. Um, it was a lot of opportunities for, for uh, receivers in the slot uh, to, 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 get, to get open. And By the and way, man, this is Jared Stidham, not Derek Carr. Yeah, the ball yeah exactly. exactly. And, and I think that that was, that was the, the other thing I was going to point out is that it didn't require uh, an elite quarterback. It, it, as an Auburn fan, I'll tell you that Jared Stidham is not that. Uh, but but I, I I can tell you that like it, the Cowboys could easily replicate that game plan that the that the, Ra- the Raiders did, uh, and I think that they can have success. I, I think where teams are going to have where teams have had problems is running the football. I mean, just they yeah. are absolutely yeah. almost historically good against the run. And I, that doesn't mean that I don't think the Cowboys should run the football. I just think that it's going to be one of those games where let's let's rerun what we did against Tampa last last yes. week, right? Yes. Let's come out here throwing the football. It doesn't matter if you go three and out early. Obviously, that didn't matter against Tampa either. Let's go out there and and, and find the punching Susan who's in the secondary. Let's go out and find the 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 the, the, the rabbit. Like you know, who who are we chasing, right? And 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 let's let's make them force themselves into a, some other you know left-handed version of their defense uh, while they try to figure out how to stop the bleeding while we're throwing it to to uh, Ceedee Lamb and and then I, I also think that like I mentioned there's going to be a lot of hay to be made with Dalton Schultz I think if they can find ways to get the play action bootleg working and, and safely protect Dak from getting absolutely murdered by Nick Bosa when he comes back around on the bootleg. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's going to be opportunities for, 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 uh, for the tight ends in this game as well. Um, the Cowboys the commitment, and, and this is on both sides of the ball. I think the Cowboys commitment this season to becoming a much more multiple offense and much more multiple defense I think is going to be the saving grace for the Cowboys in this game because it's going to give them more opportunities to attack both the San Francisco offense and defense in a multitude of ways and and find something that works for them. 
um, just to use like a historical comp for this game, I can remember like in the mid 2000s when the Patriots and Steelers would play each other and the Steelers would have the number one ranked defense in the league and the number one rushing defense in the league. And they would have these games where they would allow opponents only to average like two yards a carry. They dared teams to be physical against them and basically turn it into like a boxing fight, right? Like we we want to we want to play that style of football instead of trying to get sucked into that game plan. You would see New England base offense on the field, mm-hmm. spread everybody out. Tony, you know, they would have at the time Kevin Falk would come out and play in the slot, and they would just throw, 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 and wear down your pass rush. That's exactly. the way to beat this 49ers team. It's, the yeah. secondary is not great. I mean, it's good. It's not great. I think you can throw on these guys, and we saw Stidham light them up. We saw Geno in the first half with the, with the Seahawks kind of light them up, throw to get a lead, and then run the ball once the, the pass rush is gassed. I think that's the way you beat the 49ers team. Yeah, the Cowboys offense, when they can get into a rhythm, is one of the best short and intermediate passing teams in, in football, as far as I'm concerned, uh, when they're in rhythm. And, and I think that that's where they can win early, right? Is that they can, if especially now that, like I said, and this is why I pointed this out last week after, or earlier this week. It's all blending together now. Uh, when we talked about the Tampa game, right? Michael Gallup winning on a slant. You know, getting T.Y. Hilton uh, on a on a crosser that sits down in zone in the middle of the of the field. Yes. Yep. You gotta you gotta use all parts of the Buffalo to win this game, right? You got you can't. It, it's not gonna be just a C.D. Lamb Col- uh, Dalton Schultz game. They're gonna have plans for that. But you've got counters now. That's that's something that you yeah. didn't necessarily have earlier in the season. Now you've got counters that are gonna work for you. They also did not see as much of a load as Tony Pollard as they're going to see in this game. And, and, and frankly, just using Tony Pollard as an outlet back, uh, that, that is going to, that, that'll help in, in just three or four yards on second down when you're throwing the football instead of throwing it away, you know, and, and, and stuff like that. I think every little bit's going to count. Um, and I think that's where Dak was really efficient, right? Was, you know, they were converting oh, first downs. All sorts of different ways, whether it was with Dak using his legs because there's nothing, uh, there's nothing Dak's open. Have to use his legs a lot in this game. Absolutely, gonna that's going to be key because what's going to end up happening is that they they are going to there's going to be plays where they cover it up perfectly and the pass rush is coming and Dak can't just YOLO a ball down the field into double coverage or uh, Hurdle, take a right? sack. Yeah, run up to the front of the pocket, get four yards. Who cares? Slide, you know, run run some more of the. Uh, play action naked bootleg stuff with Dak and let him just get simple yardage. I loved the simple additions they've added to this offense, like the uh, the RPO that they ran with Dalton Schultz uh, on that third down play, where it was simply okay, the defensive end's coming down, and now I'm going to throw the ball out to to Dalton Schultz, who's just releasing by himself wide open. More of that, where you are are making play, simple plays where you're, you you are going to make the defense wrong no matter what. And even if it's only picking up chunks of like three and four yards early, setting yourself up to win on second and third down is, is going to be really important for this offense. I also say one thing really quickly, Tony Pollard, we expect him to have a lot of touches in this game, but where his value is really going to be at, because I think he's going to be on the field on a lot of passing downs is as a pass blocker, right? Like if they're blitzing uh, Hufunga or Fred Warner or Greenlaw, can he stick in there and pick up a block that gives Dak a little bit longer to find Michael Gallup on an over route? We saw it last week, right? He had an awesome uh, pass 
pickup against Levante David that allowed Dak to hit CeeDee Lamb on that exact same play that I'm talking about. The 49ers are going to be aggressive. They're going to blitz. It's up to Pollard. Pollard's made a lot of strides as a pass blocker this year. This is the game where they really need him to be rock solid in that area. Despite all the blitzing that we talked about, this is not going to be a situation like last week with Bowles, right? With Todd Bowles where it's going to be a lot of exotic stuff or any of that. Yeah. Like the, the 49ers play pretty straight up, you know? And so the, the Dak's not necessarily going to be confused by what he sees. It's just going, it's to, be, just going to be about, yep, exactly. Can they actually perform? Yeah. That's, that's ultimately what it's going to come down to. All right, let's make our game predictions. But today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all of the fat and calories, then you've got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know everybody's goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. And if you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then Built Bar is absolutely for you. You've got to try it right now. What makes it so good? Covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. 100% real chocolate. They've got so many fantastic flavors like peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Best part, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. I actually just ordered a actually two boxes of a cookie dough last night at built.com, which of course you can still do. But what's better now is you can go to your local Walmart or your Sam's Club to pick up built bars if you've got a little craving for one right now. Go to the the pharmacy at your Walmart. You can pick up a four box of the a, a four bar box of the cookies and cream. Uh, I think they have the double chocolate, the coconut puffs, or you can go to Sam's Club and pick up a thirteen bar box with brownie batter or churro. You can thank us later again. Built.com for the absolute best tasting protein bar on the market. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Also, I want to let you know that uh, this show is, of course, your first listen every day. But we also want you guys to go check out the Locked On NFL podcast to get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Plus, they have in-depth analysis on the biggest games of the weekend and uh, key NFL predictions every Friday. Of course, I think they're going to be talking a little bit about this Cowboys 49ers game this week. It's only the biggest game of the week. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. Layden, let's make our predictions for the divisional round of the playoffs. Who do you got? I'm picking the Cowboys. I mean, I, this is definitely going to be the toughest game they play all, all season. Um, you know, the 49ers have won 11 straight. It just feels like there's a lot of history here. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's funny how the confidence uh, uh, meter tumbles over with, with the win in the playoffs, right? Um, I just think this is a different team than it was last year. You know, and I think that in some ways uh, they are – they're a deeper team. They're uh, maybe not as top heavy talented, but I think that I think that that they have a lot of depth across the board, and I think that that shows itself out in these end of these games. They just seem to outlast folks. I think if the Cowboys can come out early and survive the early part of the game, 
They have a very, very good chance to win this game. The longer Um, they keep this game close, the more confidence that they're going to have that they can win. I I will promise you one thing. They might lose this game. They might not look good. They might not be sloppy. They might be sloppy. There is no way they are coming out flat like they did last year. No, I don't think so. There's just no way. And you – you could even hear it in the voices of the players and the coaches this week. I, I heard Mike McCarthy talking on uh, 105.3 the yeah. today about being an underdog, and he was like blown away. And Michael Parsons talking about how he's wanted this matchup all year, and Dax, you know, Dak wanted this matchup all year. They're going to be ready. I don't buy into that stuff a ton, but man, I you know I, I do listen to all the interviews because you know you never know what you're going to get kind of nuggets you'll get from them. I, I got to say, they really do seem locked in in a way that they hadn't previously. I mean, it's just um, the mentality is where it needs to be. So, again, they want I, them. They're, they're, uh, I, I think, think San Francisco is underrating, underrating how, <laughs> how, much how, how much Dallas wants this game. I and and I, I think that that's the thing is that even – even like the fandom and stuff, like I, I, they, the Cowboys really are the underdogs, and I and I do honestly believe that that is shocking to them. Um, so I, I think that they are happy to play that role, um, and I think that they're. No one really wants to come out and give bulletin board material, but I think that they're pissed about the way things went down last year. They blame the 49ers, and they're in the sights now. The 49ers are a very physical team. They're a better team think, than they were last year. Yeah, and I think that they are are. Um, uh, ready to come out and play that that brand of physical football, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys came out and maybe not matched it in, in this terms of oh let's let's get into a, a physical you know run between the tackles kind of game. I think, the but effort, I wouldn't right. Yeah, but I think as far as effort, as far as physicality, especially tackling and that sort of thing, I, I, I look for the Cowboys to come out and, and play good football. So I'm going to pick the Cowboys to win. I, the number I've been throwing around is 31 to 28. And that include that means the Cowboys score four touchdowns and get all extra points and a field goal from Brett Maher, just in oh, case yeah. anybody was wanted to talk about the kicker real quick. Uh, I I just think that it's thirty years since nineteen ninety two to the day. There's just there's things that I don't believe in numerology and all that stuff, but there are just signs in the universe that seem to be pushing towards a Cowboys victory. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it and, and pick them. I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see a similar game to what we saw last year where the 49ers jump out to a 13 nothing lead and the Cowboys are kind of battling back the whole time and they maybe are never able to quite get that lead. Um, I'm going to pick the 49ers in a really close game. I'm going to say 49ers 27-24 and they kick the game-winning field goal at the end. They are at home. They have had the extra days of rest. They're really good on special teams. Robbie Gold, one of the best kickers in the league, one of the best playoff kickers in the NFL. But this is going to be a close game, at least in my yeah. opinion. I just I see this being really a coin flip game. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's. I mean, honestly, that's what everybody's predicting, right? Like, I, I think I think all of us w- believe this is going to be a very close game, simply because these are two very good teams with everything on the line, with great uh, rosters, right? They're, they're just talent galore on both sides of the ball, and they're they're both playing good football right yep. now. It's you know, it's not like it, it, I honestly think that the. You know, we, we talked about it, and I don't think it's technically you know fair to necessarily have a team play on a Monday and then play on a Sunday for a playoff game. But I honestly don't think it's going to have any effect on the Cowboys because of all the six-day schedules they've already had to deal with. And, and, and honestly, it may even help them to 
still be in a kind of physical mindset yeah. sooner. Like San Francisco's had a little time off. So uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly how it plays out. But either way, I I, th- I definitely expect a very, very fun and, and exciting game on Sunday. All right. That is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love, the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you would download the Locked On Cowboys podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy the divisional round games. You only get so many fun playoff That's games right. in your lifetime. Yeah. I said this last week. Enjoy it. We'll see you guys right back here on Sunday night to break it all down. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.